Greetings, family. Welcome to today's podcast of Bible College Curriculum for December the 4th, 5th, and 6th. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great love. Thank you for your encouragement, Lord God. Thank you for your signs and wonders. You're always helping us. Thank you, Lord God, for the expectancies of miracles, Lord God, that are coming our way. Blessed is he who attends to the word, for he shall be blessed and supply. Fernando Version. Out of Proverbs 16, 20, he who gives attention to the word will find good, and blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for helping us trust in you and make it happen in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you, family, for coming on here today. Reading from Faith to Faith, free book at kcm.org. Honor God and he'll honor you. Articles by Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. In Proverbs 3, 9, 10, we read, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy firstfruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Amen. The book of Proverbs gives us a very basic principle of success. It is this. If you want God to honor you and bless you in any area of your life, you're going to have to honor Him in that particular area. If you want God to bless you financially, you're going to have to honor Him with your money or, as this verse puts it, with the first fruit of all your increase. In other words, you're going to have to tithe. Ken and I know that from experience, says Gloria. When we started our life with the Lord, we were in a terrible shape financially. And we stayed that way for several years because we failed to tithe consistently. Or we tried to tithe, but we never last long at it. And then one day we made a quality decision that we were going to tithe no matter what. That's when we started coming out of trouble financially. When we began honoring God with a commitment and with our money by tithing, He began to bless us in that area in miraculous ways. You may say, well, I just can't afford to tithe right now. But let me tell you, you can't afford not to. If you don't start honoring God with your money, you'll be in the same financial position next year that you're in today. So do it, even if it looks like you can't afford to. God is faithful. If you honor Him by giving Him the 10% that belongs to Him, He'll help you with the rest. Give God His first. Do it in faith, expecting as you tithe. Worship Him and be grateful for what He has already done in your life. You'll be amazed when you see what He can do. Scripture reading is Malachi 3, 8-12. through Let's go ahead and go there. Malachi 3, 8 to 12. Malachi 3, 8 to 12. 8 to 12. Well, I'm going to start at verse 6. I am the Lord, and I do not change. That is why your descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. 
Ever since the day of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's army. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me out of the tithe and offering due to me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of Heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will now fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. Amen. That would be great if all of our neighbors and everyone and their relatives calls us blessed. And you say, how have I experienced it? You may ask. How has Fernando experienced tithing and offerings? Well, one time I was switching from job to job and I got my last unemployment check. So I don't have anything to lose was my thought. And I, I sent the check in as my tithes. I sent some to this, to Kenneth Gloria Copeland. And that same week, also to the Robinsons with the Water Foundation where they make drill for they, they drill for water and they get wells going in in Africa for the children for the villages and right away I pay, I paid it about three four days later the uh, a job came to me that paid me more than I have ever earned and more overtime than I can handle and the windows were open for a season and great returns happened you know, this happens over and over again. The point I want to make is when we make a commitment, God commits right back to us when we make a commitment. Not haphazardly. And God says, test me in this. Test me. See if I don't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. You know, I had thoughts of, man, I'm going to become rich, very rich with this system. All I have to do is keep turning it over you know, all my needs are met. I can afford to turn it over. And in other words, every check I get, I instead of 10%, I put 90%, 80%. Well, I did that a few times. And I was God saw my heart that uh, he wanted me to learn how to live on my 80 90%. And I have and I do. When we go places... And we purchase things. I, the scripture says that we can afford all manner of store. And then we say, today we're prospering for any any type of purchase. Today we're prospering. Any type of bill paying, we say, today we're prospering. We bless our seed going out. This is taking care of jobs and helping others. All right, enough of that. Let's go ahead and move on to the next reading of... Our lessons for today. Let's go ahead and switch over and say a prayer. The Our Father, please. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I know that God has something good for us, something special in today's reading. Things will never be the same again. We're expectancy. What riches were meant to do December the 5th by Kenny Copeland. In Ephesians 4.28, it says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that need it. Ephesians 4.28. It always amazes me when I preach about prosperity and someone comes up to me and says, I don't need much prosperity. I'm a simple person with a simple life. So I just ask God to give me enough to meet my needs. They think that's humility, but it is not. It's selfishness. They don't realize it, but they are actually saying, all I care about is meeting my own needs. I have no ambition to help meet anyone else's. They could ask God for a million dollars, take out just enough to meet their needs, and give the rest away. But that doesn't even occur to them because when it comes to money, they've been brainwashed by a world that says if you have it, you got to keep it. That philosophy has hindered the ministry of Jesus Christ on the earth today. It has caused preachers to set aside their calling and get secular jobs just to survive. It's handicapped churches it's, and stunned the growth of ministries that could have reached thousands more for the Lord. It takes money to preach the gospel. Jesus himself knew that. And contrary to what people think, his ministry was not a poor one. He had so much money coming in and going out through his ministry that he had to appoint a treasurer. His name was Judas. But Jesus didn't store up that money for himself. He gave it to meet the needs of those around him. He had such a reputation for giving that on the night of the last Passover, when Judas left so abruptly, the disciples assumed that Jesus had sent him out to give to the poor. Can you imagine how much and how often Jesus must have given to the poor for the disciples to, to make that assumption? Jesus built a worldly empire for himself, but that doesn't mean he was poor. Jesus never built a worldly empire for himself. Sorry. But that doesn't mean he was poor. It means he was the greatest giver who ever walked on the face of the earth. And it's time we started following his footsteps. Don't turn down the wealth God wants to give you just because you don't need it. Dare to accept it. Then pass it along to those who do. Stop working for a living and start working for a giving. Discover for yourself what riches were really meant to do. Amen. Let's go ahead and read Luke 12, 15 to 31. Luke 12, 15 to 21. Then he told them a story. Oh, wait. Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured 
by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine, fine crops. He said to himself, Self, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know, Self, I'll tear down my barns to build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have sto enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you work for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Amen. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are for far more valuable to him than any bird. Can all your worries add to a single moment to your life? And if worry can accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Excuse me, let me go back to verse 26. And if worry can accomplish a little thing like that, What's the use of worrying over bigger things? Children, family, work. Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And remember, faith works by love. Or why do you have so little love. Love changes everything, folks. And love comes only from my experience is through reading. Through reading 1 John 1 through 5, John 14, 15, 16, 17 for a whole year daily out loud. And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs. Hallelujah. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and He will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasures for you in heaven. And the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Amen. I'm going to have to read that in another translation to give it some. Let's go to the Passion Translation. Thank you. And we'll... Then Jesus said to the crowds, when you see a cloud forming, huh, excuse me, is that it? Where did it go? Here we go, here we go. Okay, here we go. Now go and sell what you have and give to those in need. You will be making deposits in your account in heaven. 
an account that will never be taken away from you. Your gifts will become a secure and unfailing treasure deposited in heaven forever. When you deposit your treasure, that is where you fix your thoughts, and your heart will long to be there also. Amen. Verse 31, As you passionately seek his kingdom above all else, he will supply your needs. So don't ever be afraid, dearest friend. Your loving Father joyously gives you his kingdom with all his promises. Amen and amen. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for your promises. And Lord, we give ourselves to you, Lord God, that it will help us to be in love as we travel your word and your work. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, let's go to the 6th. December the 6th. Your children released from captivity. Jeremiah 31, 16-17. Thus saith the Lord, Refrain thy voice from weeping and thy eyes from tears, for thy work shall be rewarded, saith the Lord. And they, your children, shall come again from the land of the enemy. And there is hope in thine end, saith the Lord, that thy children shall come again to their own border. Wow. Jeremiah 31, 16-17. Again, Says the Lord, and uh, refrain your voice from weeping, worrying, and your eyes from tears, from grief. For they will work, shall be rewarded. For thy work, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord. And your children shall come again from the land of the enemy. And there is hope in thine end, says the Lord, that thy children shall come again to their own borders. You know, a lot of our children are promises of God for us that don't have children. Promises and love factors and good choices that we have done in the past, they will come to us. But we need to refrain from worry and from tears and and walk in love. Jesus has redeemed us from the curse. Many of us have been well taught about that redemption where sin, sickness, and poverty of our own lives are concerned. But we often fail to realize that redemption has power over the destruction the devil tries to bring on our children as well. In Deuteronomy 28, says the curse of the law in verse 16 and 68, notice that that curse says about children, Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given up unto another people, and thy eyes shall look and fail with longing for them, all the day long, and there shall be no might in thy hand. Verse 32. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Verses 41. Many Christian parents are still suffering needless, needlessly under that curse. Their children are being taken captive by drugs, alcohol, and perversions. But it doesn't have to be that way. Since Jesus broke the curse of the law, these parents have the authority in the name of Jesus to order Satan out of their children's lives. Don't let the devil run roughshod over your children. When you see the first warning sign of rebelling in them, confess the promises of God over them and refuse to give the devil any room to operate. Keep thanking God for their lives 
and rejoicing in God and quoting scripture. Remember the children don't understand that unseen forces that are coming against them. So it is your responsibility to stand against those forces on their behalf. Exercise that responsibility and take every opportunity to minister love to them. God knows how to deliver your children. Do your part and trust him to do his. He will bring them back from the land of the enemy. Amen and amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And today's reading is Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 5. Let's get over there. Isaiah 60, 1 through 5. Awesome on these electronic chapters and uh, these are the visions that Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He saw these vis- visions during the year when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. Oh, I'm on Isaiah one. Let me go over Isaiah sixty. Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Arise, Jerusalem, one more time, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to you. Mighty kings come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will be shined, and your heart will thrill with joy. For merchants around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. Vast caravans of camels will converge on you. The camels of Median and Ephah The people of Sheba will bring gold and frankincense and will worship the Lord and will come worshiping the Lord. The flocks of Kedar will be given to you and the rams of Nabaioth will be brought for my altars. I will accept their offerings, says the Lord. I will make my temple glorious. Amen. And what do I see flying like clouds to Israel, like doves to their nest? There are ships from the ends of the earth, from lands that trust in me, led by the great ships of Tarshish. They are bringing the people of Israel home from afar away, carrying their silver and gold. They will honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has filled you with splendor. Foreigners will come to rebuild your towns, and their kings will serve you. For though I have destroyed you in my anger, I will now have mercy on you through my grace. Your gates will stay open day and night to receive the wealth of many lands. The kings of the world will be led as captives in a victory procession. For the nations that refuse to serve you will be destroyed. The glory of Lebanon will be yours, the forest of cypress, fir, and pine to beautify my sanctuary. My temple will be glorious. The descendants of your tormentors will come and bow before you. Those who despise you will kiss your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord and Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Though you were once despised and hated with no one travailing through you, 
I will make you beautiful forever, a joy to all generations. Powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need as though you were a child nursing at the breast of a queen. You will know at last that I, the Lord, I am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Israel. I will exchange your bronze for gold, your iron for silver, your wood for bronze, and your stones for iron. I will make peace your leader and righteousness your ruler. Violence will disappear from your land. The desolation and destruction of war will end. Salvation will surround you like city walls, and praise will be on the lips of all who enter there. No longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give its light by night. For the Lord your God will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set, your moon will not go down, for the Lord will give you everlasting light. Your days of mourning will come to an end. All your people will be righteous. They will possess their lands forever. And I will plant them there with my own hands in order to bring myself glory. The smallest family will become a thousand people. And the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for coming on today's reading. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. Lift up his counts and give you peace and establish you in every wish way. Amen. <clears throat> Let me uh, take a look at that Aaron blessing, the priestly blessing. It says, then the Lord, this is in Numbers <clears throat> verse 6. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. Here we go. May the Lord bless you, listener, and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. <clears throat>